My name's William Marler. I'm 24 years old, I'm an animator, I do stand-up comedy, and I have cystic fibrosis. In this podcast, I'll be helping to share real stories from real people affected by CF. Hi, I'm Rue. Hi, my name is Pearl. Hi, my name is Charles Michael Duke. I have cystic fibrosis. And I'm coming to you straight from the lungs. Straight from the lungs. Straight from the lungs. When you're young, love and romance can seem so troublesome. You think the whole universe will crumble because you asked a girl out with a magic trick and she said no and nobody will shut up about it. Which definitely did not happen to me. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. When you're older and find the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, how do you tell them that you have something as big as cystic fibrosis? It's tricky enough sometimes for people that have CF to cope with everything. How is someone else going to react when they're suddenly plunged into this scary new world? As we'll hear, some people run away, but many others are happy to take the plunge. You only have so much time to live, so why not yell at the cute boy and ask him for his number and see if it'll work? That's Veronica. She's 23 and has CF. The cute boy is Kenny. Her husband. We actually met um, on a beach. I a cat called him and yelled at him and asked him for his number. All of my friends were like, "Yeah, no, she's. You're not going to do it. That's why we're not very concerned about how much you're freaking out at the moment." And then him and his friends walked past me, and I yelled as loud as I could. I think in part I did it because my friends told me that I couldn't because I'm very stubborn and I refuse to let people tell me that what I what I can or cannot do. <laughs> it's the greatest thing I think I've ever done. He's so sweet and he's so helpful with my CF. And um, whenever I fall into one of those ruts where I just don't want to do my medicine and I don't, I just want to pretend like I don't have it CF, which I, I think might happen to everybody. He's always right there to be like, okay, fine. Yeah, you know, you're a healthy person. You, you're totally healthy. But he also you know, you're healthy and you're, you're normal, I think is another problem that a lot of people with CF feel have where they don't feel like quote unquote normal. He does a great job at helping me feel normal as I can being as weird as I am, but also keeping me on track and keeping me doing my medicine. That's one thing I've learned. People with CF, the biggest thing they want is to live a normal life. So help them live a normal life. Don't look at their CF as a crutch. And while making someone feel normal is important, as Veronica says, sometimes you need to give them a hand. Whenever we first met, she didn't like to take her medicine. And like, I didn't think nothing of it really at first because like, well, she knows her body, she knows what she needs to do. But then whenever she went in the hospital and I saw how bad it actually was with her, pretty much from that day on, like, I just start hounding her to take her medicine every day, making sure she was taking the right dosage, like not skipping out on anything. And also, whenever we first started dating, like I was smoking about two packs a day of cigarettes. I just quit for her so that I wouldn't be around her smoking and all that. We met and were married within two and a half months. After our first date, which was 13 hours long, I was like, yep, that's it. He's the one, I'm, I'm done. Kenny and I had, had talked about marriage we'd um he never wanted to get married and if he did he wanted to do it after he got out of the marine corps which i 
I was fine with. I respected. I wasn't going to go anywhere. Then he started to get ready to deploy. He was, he deployed that um, January of 2016, and he I think he just realized that he didn't want to that there was no point in waiting. Then when he came to pick me up to take me home from the hospital, he had no ring. He had decided, I think, the day before that he was going to ask me to marry him. He didn't have a plan or anything. But then that night he was like, you know what, I'm just going to... I thought he was breaking up with me, to tell you the truth. The way he, the way he set his, um, his speech up, he's like, you know, I love you and, and all of that. And I was like, are you about to dump me? And then he asked me to marry him and I was like, okay, yeah, no, let's do it. So far then, fairly classic. Girl meets boy, they get engaged. Next up is the wedding. What, a good few months of planning? Maybe a year? Well... We wanted to be married before he left. And so we planned it for November because we were going to be gone all of December. We, we had planned to go to Louisiana so I could meet his family. So me and my mom planned the whole thing in about a month almost exactly. And it was it was great. I got my wedding dress actually a week before my wedding, which was stressful because I got out. I We got married on a Saturday and I was I got out of the hospital that Monday. And in that span of time, we had to go to uh, Las Vegas for the Marine Corps ball. So it was the most hectic first week out of the hospital, I think, that I will ever have in my life. Stressful, but but magical. He's been so amazing with it. Like, I I really can't believe it. So, having a supportive other half can make living with CF so much easier. I am Katie Osborne, and I have CF. And although Katie's boyfriend, Michael, has been a huge support, not everyone she's been with has had a healthy attitude. I've been with other people who've, like, you know, felt like, oh, like, you have CF and I'm dating you, so, like, I'm going to get so gung-ho, like about this and that and like almost like getting militant in like the way they treated CF like and me they're like why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that like it was very control oriented which was not healthy (laughs) you know where that like I had an ex-boyfriend of mine that would actually he got really upset when I would get sick because he felt like I wasn't doing enough it was important for Katie to remain independent whether she had a boyfriend or not. But having somebody there, like, as a support has been, like, really such a gift. It's a little scary sometimes because it's very vulnerable. (laughs) Like, um, probably both their parts. Like, I feel extremely vulnerable. There'll come a time when someone with CF will have to mention their condition. For some people, they'll slowly open up more and more as time goes on. And other people don't hold back at all. I actually was very upfront. He's a bartender. I met him at uh, the bar that he works, which is like half a block away from my apartment. So it was like very neighborhoody. Like, I had a couple drinks and I like straight out told him like, just kind of like in a nonchalant way. I was like, oh yeah, I have cystic fibrosis and just like kind of glazed over it. I didn't really get into it at that point, but I know that he probably did a lot of research on his own about it and like got to know about it too and I mean we definitely had discussions like in depth about it and but it was it was like one of those things where it was just like okay well this is 
who you are and this is what you got. And like he made that choice and it wasn't a big ultimatum or like, a, you know, this is what it is. And like, you can run now. A lot of them tend to run. In my experience, they they just couldn't handle it. So I just make it a point to to drop it into conversation sort of subtly in the beginning. And then when they ask what it is, that's when I'm like, I give them more in-depth explanation of what it is. And then if if they handle that much and are like, okay, and ask more about it, which Kenny did, he as soon as I mentioned what it was, because I had a feeding tube still. So I, it, it came up early. Our first date was at the beach. So it was, it was in your face right at the start. And going into the full explanation of it, he was just like, okay, gotcha. I had a similar experience. I found it best to just be as upfront as possible about CF and everything that comes with it. And I'm glad to say that like Michael and Kenny, Vicky was great about it too. She was also brilliant when I had to go into hospital for the first time. Here's Katie again. I had to go into the ER, and he, like, I could almost barely walk, and he drove me all the way there, spent five and a half hours there, and, like, he had to leave to go to work, but, like, I I still remember, like, this, and really kind of chokes me up. Like, he looked down at me, like, when I was, like, sitting, like, kind of, like, miserable, waiting to get into a bed, and he was like, I am so glad that I can be here with you. And like that, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe somebody would want to do this, um, which is just amazing. Um, and I'm still like blown away that like by the choice of like, you know, like, no, I want to be with you and all of you. And that includes like CF and all that goes with it. Unlike Katie's previous boyfriends, Michael has a really healthy attitude about her CF. He is very encouraging, too, about, like, um, like reminding me, like, you know, you should really exercise more and, like, we should really focus on this. But it's not in a way, like, that he's, like, overbearing or controlling. He's just, like, the, he's there as a support. And I never feel, like, pressured into doing anything. And he knows that I take care of myself. And, like, that's, that's like, huge to know that he knows that and isn't going to feel like, oh, no, like, you know, you need to do better. Like, I need to take care of you because that's not what I want in a relationship. Like, I don't want somebody to take care of me. And, like, he also is very good at making me laugh so much. So, like, oftentimes I, like, end up in coughing fits. But he makes me produce, like, more stuff out of my lungs than any other person, (laughs) which is really funny, you know? And he's like, that's so good! He's like, he gets really excited when I cough stuff, which is really great. A schedule for someone with CF is usually very full. And as soon as that impacts on someone you love, it's quite normal to feel very guilty about it. He has not once ever made me feel like... I was a burden, you know, he's just really incredible that way. And in fact, he can still make me smile and laugh, like, no matter what the situation is. But he's also there, like, in a very real way where we can just be completely honest with each other about, like, what's going on and what's upsetting me. It's not like that I always have to show this face of, like, you know, I'm, like, really strong. Like, he acknowledges my strength even when I'm vulnerable and that (laughs) that means so much to me you know because like I can still fight 
but I won't necessarily feel strong and like he's reminded me of my strength and has like lended me his strength in many ways in so many ways I'd like to share some CF related chat up lines that I've developed over the years so when you're younger you can start with the basics can't you you can say like hey you take my breath away things like that and then of course as you get older you learn more about cystic fibrosis you can learn for example that it affects bone density and you can say hey you make me weak at the knees <laughs> when you're my age it becomes more practical stuff less romantic it's more like do you want to park slightly closer to the supermarket <laughs> look no further When you found your significant other, you may both want to start a family. Unfortunately though, 98% of males with cystic fibrosis are infertile, which can make things more difficult. Dr Helen Barr is a respiratory consultant at the Wolfson CF Centre in Nottingham. It doesn't affect your ability to have a fulfilling sex life, but it does affect your ability to father children without medical intervention. And this is because males with cystic fibrosis are born without the tube that connects the sperm to the penis, which means that the sperm do not leave the male's body. Males with cystic fibrosis, however, can father biological children of themselves, but it does require help. And this usually requires retrieval of the sperm through fertility services and then in vitro fertilisation with an egg outside of the body prior to being put back into a female. So you would need to be referred to a specialist fertility clinic for a procedure to retrieve the sperm and then go through in vitro fertilisation or IVF with your female partner. And you'd need to do this whether or not your partner had fertility problems or not. What would happen is that the sperm would be retrieved through a minor operation by taking them out through a procedure in your testicles and then eggs would be harnessed using cycles of IVF and then combined in the laboratory to produce an embryo. Once the embryo is formed, this can then be put back into the female. As people with cystic fibrosis get older, there's much more positive experiences that have been really great for people and hear a lot of life stories about how successful pregnancies can be. And just having CF does not mean that you can't go on to have a fulfilling family life in the future. My wife and I went through in vitro fertilization in order to have children. Andy has CF, but also a loving wife and two children. In my clinic, I was the first cystic fibrosis patient to be able to have children, but now there's so many more um, CF patients able to do it, and it's, it's really an exciting time. Uh, granted, it's expensive, but you know, if, if you have the, the finances to do it, it's, it's well worth it if, if there's success. My uh, doctor was the one who brought it up to me, saying, you know, I know you're married now, and I know you guys have probably talked about it, but if you're ever ready to start having kids, let me know and I can, uh, I can send you to some good people. Alongside infertility, there's also the consequences of passing on the CF gene. Here's Dr. Barr again. A person with cystic fibrosis has two copies of the faulty gene. During prenatal counselling, you will have tests looking at the genes that can cause cystic fibrosis for the partner. Now, there are over 2,000 genes that can cause cystic fibrosis and we only test for some of the more commonly affected genes. If your partner does not have a defective gene consistent with cystic fibrosis, the children conceived will be carriers of cystic fibrosis. However, no test is absolute, and there's still a risk of less than one in 5,000 that the baby could still have cystic fibrosis. 
and it's important that we have open discussions about what that would be for you, your partner and your family. People who carry one defective gene are completely asymptomatic, so they will not experience any problems with their health. However, it does have implications if they then want to have children, if this gene is then passed on to their children as well, and it does impact them if they then have a partner who's either a carrier or has cystic fibrosis themselves. There are further tests that can be done in embryos to test after conception whether or not a baby has cystic fibrosis, and you may be offered what's appropriate to via your obstetrician. It's one of those things that you know, even when they drive me crazy or something, I, I truly realize how fortunate I am to have them. And there are actually moments where I'll go into their school looking for them. And I think to myself, can you can you believe that you're walking into a school and you're going to look for your kids? You know, I mean, it's just so it's still a daydream for me sometimes. It's hard to believe that it all worked out. Um, I never thought I'd be able to have children. And uh, I was grateful that it all worked out. And I, I totally am one of those um, fathers who you know, spends a lot of time with his children. I'm taking advantage of every moment of it, and I I just want to be a good dad. I just enjoy spending time with them. So even though Andy was able to have kids, it wasn't easy for him. Saying that, he didn't have to carry around a human for nine months. It It was almost not doable. When I spoke to Brittany, she was holding her youngest son, Case, her and her husband decided to adopt Case because of how tough she found being pregnant with her first child. Being pregnant was, I mean, I'm sure on a normal person, it's very, very taxing. But for someone with CF, you know, to have your energy just zapped and it's already a sense of work just to function daily, to have your energy just zapped and to feel a constant pressure taking your air from underneath because the baby puts so much pressure on your lungs. I'm pretty sure I had to take maternity leave about eight weeks before I delivered. It's really difficult to tell how anybody with cystic fibrosis is going to get on with a pregnancy and lots of people come through without any much more symptoms than person without cystic fibrosis. But we do know that people who have got poorer health and poorer lung function and lower weight may struggle because there's increased calories and bored and they may get more tired in terms of the nutrition demands of growing a baby in your tummy. For female with cystic fibrosis, they may have normal fertility and often they can conceive naturally by themselves, but they may have more problems conceiving than others, particularly if they've got a low body weight because they may not have regular periods. And also the mucus in the vagina is thicker, which makes it harder for the sperm to reach the egg. So if you're not wanting a child at this particular time, it's really important that you use contraception. You need to work with your CF team to make sure that you are planning the pregnancy so that we can make sure your health is as good as it can be and to make sure all of your treatments will not adversely affect a baby. You'll have a discussion with your CF team about the medications that you're on to make sure they're safe in pregnancy and also with the physiotherapist to ensure that we can keep your airways as clear and keep your health as good as possible. Now, females with cystic fibrosis can be more likely to develop diabetes when pregnant and so we will make sure we need to look for complications that can occur in pregnancy. And also, females with CF are more likely to go into labour early and have smaller children. Being pregnant with CF is enough of a hindrance for female patients to have children. But as Dr. Barr mentioned, CF can affect their fertility too. We had a really hard time getting pregnant because we don't really know what role CF played in my fertility, but we know that I wasn't very fertile and I had to go on fertility treatments. So it took us about two years to actually get pregnant. When we did, I mean, I was so, so happy. 
Before Brittany got pregnant, her mother wasn't entirely sure it was a good idea. She was way too worried about my health. She was worried about the effects that it would have on me. But when I talked to my CF doctor, who had known me my whole life, and I said, what do you think about all of this? And he said, well, I see where they're coming from, but I know you can do it. And that was all the faith I needed. I just needed someone to speak a word of encouragement to me to tell me I can do it. And I did. And I'm so proud to say that I didn't have to go on IVs that whole nine months. I didn't even go on them after pregnancy. It was hard, but it was by far the best case scenario probably a CF pregnancy could ever go. I love that I can say that I pursued my dream against all the odds because looking back and hearing other stories, you know, there's a lot of odds against you and I'm just really thankful I pursued it. It's wonderful to hear that Brittany was able to see her dream become a reality because it's a dream that I share. When I think about it, I always wonder, how would I teach my child about CF? How would they react to me having to do treatments every day? He, he is right there with me when I do my vest and treatments in the morning at night and sometimes afternoon. He's right there with me and he knows that mommy has to do them so that her lungs will work better. And he knows that mommy gets sick a little bit more than other people. But um, I don't think that there's any sort of like, like, I don't think he attaches any kind of negative emotion or anything. And that's also where I want to pass down my mom's positivity because I know what it's like to worry and worry and worry. And as he gets older, I don't want him to be in a constant worry that something's going to happen to his mom. You know, I want him to see the positive in my life. And also, I want him to know that everything I do, I really do it to take care of them. Because I have to be 100%. Because these two little humans depend on me. I struggle sometimes to get myself to go out for a run or fit in that last nebulizer treatment before bed. Brittany was the same, but that all changed when she became a mother. Before I had kids, while I did my treatments very well, I usually couldn't justify the time for doing my best, you know. And if I was kind of tired from the day, I wouldn't exercise. I'd just be like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow, you know. But now, I mean, nothing is an option. And I think it's more of a challenge now because um, my kids, you know, they, they want to do things. They want to play. And during the day and really and truly the morning and evening, I don't have anyone to help me, like, watch the kids, you know. I've always had them right there with me playing or eating or snacking or something because my husband, he works very hard and he's just not always here to help out with tasks such as that. Let me get him a bottle and he'll sit more still. That's another thing is, you know, kids demand things, you know, like little children, they don't know how to wait, especially babies, they can't wait. With all the stories that I've heard, it's been wonderful to hear of all the mothers, fathers, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands and wives that help someone with CF. Probably my favourite of these, though, has got to be hearing about Brittany's four-year-old. Usually in the mornings when um, I'm doing my treatments, I'm always feeding a baby, you know, I'm always multitasking. And with my four-year-old, I think it makes him grow up a little bit faster because he He's only four, but he actually wakes up and gets his own breakfast and his own milk. And, you know, I mean, it, it's really funny how I guess I've not meant to pass on my independence, but 
you know, I really see a lot of independence in my four-year-old. He doesn't want to wait, so now he just gets it himself. As we've heard, I and many other patients worry about the baggage CF carries being unloaded onto other people. So it's lovely to hear how Brittany's whole family worked to help her manage everything. Unfortunately though, unlike Veronica, Katie, Andy and I, she never told her husband about CF because someone else beat her to it. We've actually been together since we were 16. I was always very open with my friends about cystic fibrosis, but with my boyfriends and whatnot, I was never very open because I was scared they wouldn't want to stay with me. And he was the only boyfriend that right up front, I told him that I had cystic fibrosis. He was just okay with that. And it surprises me that he was because apparently when we were dating, we weren't quite labeled an item. Um, One of his friends came up to him and said, dude, you can't date her. She's going to die. She's got this chronic illness. That was really hurtful to hear secondhand. So it also led me to even be more honest with him about what cystic fibrosis really was and how it affects me and how it could affect our future. And, you know, he, he stuck it out with me. He really did. And, you know, we definitely have, you know, a normal life with a normal relationship. I'm so glad that he also is a very positive person. He keeps me in check as far as positivity because I'm not always Miss Positivity. I have my moments where I just want to have a pity party and just say, woe is me. He's definitely my rock. Sometimes I think that he is definitely stronger than I am because, yeah, we're experiencing it and, you know, we feel the actual physical pain, but our, our loved ones have to sit there and watch us be in pain or be sick or have, you know, no control of our emotions because everything hurts sometimes. And there's nothing that they can do about it except be there and and hold our hands and and watch us go through it ourselves, which I applaud anybody who who loves someone with CF or um, cares about somebody with CF. They have their struggles as well as us. I think that they deserve just as many pats on the back as as we do. What's really great and why Mike and I really work very well together is like we really are so appreciative of each other but also just life. And the way we work is we, we often just we make kind of everything an adventure. Uh, my wife is an amazing person and she does so much for so many people. She survived so many things. She survived thyroid cancer and multiple sclerosis. So she's She's an incredible person herself. When I first started going out with Vicky, I sat her down and told her everything, and she's stayed by my side ever since. I had to go into hospital twice in the first six months of our relationship. Last year, on our three-year anniversary, I proposed, and she said yes. Straight from the Lungs is produced by me, William Marler, and recorded at Birmingham City University. Thank you to Veronica and Kenny, Katie, Andy, Brittany, and Dr. Helen Barr. As always, thanks to Sam Lewis for his keen ear and ever-helpful advice. The beautiful music you heard was by Ben Wetherill. Make sure to head over to our website, lungspodcast.co.uk, where you can find extra breaths from me and my guests, which is all the bits that didn't make it into the main episode, and illustrations 
by Vicky Neville. In the next episode, we'll be hearing about the various cystic fibrosis charities and their dedication to research, education and support. Until then, thanks for listening. So it's just been really wonderful. (laughs) 